Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Welcome to our weekly deuce. They used to be called a weekly roundup because it's when we discussed this this past week's series that we did with one person, and now we call it a weekly deuce because it sounds better because we drop one once a week after we finish recording with with one person. And this week, that person was back. And And also because, you know, you and Poop, like, are like a match made in heaven. (laughs) Me and Poop? Yeah. Well, you, you, or Poop jokes are your, your forte, I guess. I mean, that's, yeah. Literally. So yeah, Weekly Deuce is so funny to me. No, it's true. It is because I love talking about that stuff. Like, That's okay, I do. Well, like, what are the things? What's the thing that you always say when you post stuff? Is it? It's lost on me right now, but you usually do like, it's not boob, but you'll do like butt or something like that. I mean, yeah, it, like I named myself in third grade the butt master. And because I had pretty cool parents, they made me butt earrings that were made from silver and looked like butts. <laughs> oh my God, I just realized I've never told you this because I can tell by the look on your face via Zoom. Like, I've never told you that. No. I feel um, Oh, yeah. And you were also the one that when we were creating Twitter for, when we were making a Twitter account for you. Oh, I am Diarrhea Jones. You're like, Diarrhea Jones. Like, yeah, I was 10 years old. And that was when I was 10 years old, by the way, it was like 1986. And I was calling K-Rock and telling them that I'm Diarrhea Jones. And I actually got songs played for me, dedicated to me, Diarrhea Jones. And then, you know, later in life, I tried to open up my Twitter and have it be Diarrhea Jones and someone had taken it. And I'm so offended. <laughs> I'm super offended. Um, you're, you're like the first person I think of when my five-year-old and two-year-old nephews do some kind of fart or poop joke and you and i'm like oh dana will find that funny (laughs) i love all of that no and then when kids get to be like 15 they outgrow me and it's just so awkward it's like yeah don't you have a 15 year old niece that is like oh yeah you're eight (laughs) yeah so judged here is something I bought at CVS Pharmacy. It's literally a, uh, you know, it's a little cartoon machine. You've seen it a million times because I brought before COVID, I would bring this into the studio and then people would play with it. Yeah, I think you actually, you, uh, you use that sound effect at the, for our last deuce. <laughs> I did, but it's the weekly, de- well, I'm not going to do it again, but you get it. It's the weekly deuce and so, like, this this series guest is back. And I've it's not like I really feel bad because I don't want it to sound like I was stalking him. But the stuff he posts on Facebook is just so amazing. And he's just such an ally for, like, everyone. You know, he just cares about, like, what's happening everywhere. And he's so involved. I hate to say the word woke because it's so overused right now. But... This guy is like, it was really amazing to talk to him. And also it's because, you know, trans is a reality and that's different when you're trying to get sober, you know, when you're trans and you're trying to get sober is a little bit different than when you're not. Like I have dysmorphia. I've got major body dysmorphia. It's so not the same as saying I was born in the wrong body. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
I just think the more help we can get for everybody involved in recovery right now, the better. That was the one thing that kind of stood out with me with his, uh, with your conversation with him was, um, in episode two, when he was talking about like, when I talk about my recovery, I can't not talk about mental health and, you know, and cause that's such a big part of it. And I think some people just think that it's all kind of like one big kind of clump together, you know? Right. I know people, yeah, people who are not in recovery can totally see that. But it's like, you know, for those of us who are in recovery and have dual diagnosis, it's like, it's a real thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, like I can't just get, and I mean, I don't want to offend anyone by saying this, but from my personal experience, I can't just get clean and sober. I need outside help. Mm-hmm. I have dual diagnosis and I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's not like I take opiates or Valium or, you know, anything exciting. It's Prozac, but that, but that's me. And that's what I have to do in order to like be okay. Mm-hmm. That on top of working the steps and going to meetings, working with my sponsor and having sponsees. So it's like, it's a big thing for all of us. Mm-hmm. We're experiencing this. I well, think. And, and yeah, I mean like, that's one of the lessons that I learned just in, you know, like our friendship and our relationship, of, you know, uh, being siblings and, <laughs> and, and, and also working together is how I approach things with you. Cause a lot of the times it's me just going, dude, why can't you just do this? <laughs> you know, and, and then I have to step back and go, uh, yeah, it's not that easy for you to just do this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I, the, my just do this button doesn't work. <laughs> I, like, it's been disconnected from it's, you know, it for years. So yeah, like I don't have the just do this. Like everything I do takes a lot of work. It's not the same for everybody in recovery, mm-hmm. you know? but, but yeah, for me it does. And I was just really excited to have somebody on the show who deals with teenagers and youth you know, and helps them get sober and clean because my first treatment center that I was put in, I was, I think, 16 and a half years old. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I needed people like Beck. I needed people who were young and could speak to me and understood addiction. Mm-hmm. And, and Beck understands a lot more than that. Right. You know, he's, he's connected to a lot more communities than I was, especially, you know, because when I was a teenager, it was the 90s. <laughs> anyway, you know, the nineties. <laughs> Let's leave that there. The nineties. Yeah, the 90s. What else can you say? Yeah. The eighties and the nineties was like Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was I wish I was born in a different time and was a teenager in the eighties, because that would have been rad. Way better concerts. But yeah, so <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't yeah, you wouldn't have a nose versus not having veins. <laughs> a very good nose. Oh my god. I love I I love hate that I've taught you that. Like, part of me is so proud. Have <laughs> I done? <laughs> yes, I still have a nose on, on my face, but I have no veins. That's the reality of the 90s. <laughs> Anything else you got going there? This is really difficult to talk about. Um, so I'm a theater person, which is not surprising to anyone who's ever met me. And I did theater with this guy who was just the sweetest human being on the planet. He was from Texas. And uh, I believe his mom was high up in the Planned Parenthood chain. Mm-hmm. Like, 
this was a guy who just knew how to treat women like amazing. He was, and he was younger than me. And it was like, you know, we didn't really connect like that, but we stayed friends. Mm-hmm. He was a great guy. And then about two years ago, he contacted me and told me that he had nine months sober. You know, and we hadn't talked in like 20 years. So I was like, great. And then I, I hooked him up with some meetings. We were going to go to meetings together. He has kids. He wanted to show the kids the radio station for some reason, like it never ended up happening, but we kind of stayed in touch. And then in the last year, I lost touch with him. And right before I was going to record my afternoon show, I looked at my phone and the text that I saw from my friend, Sean, was to me and my friend, Damani. And the minute I looked at who it was addressed to, I was like, no, because I knew. Mm -hmm. I knew right away. And my first thought was, let me just call him. Let me call him and fix it. Shit, I should have stayed in touch. Mm-hmm. Just lot, like lots of sadness over that. And I know he struggled with mental health issues also. He was uh, bipolar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like basically he was 42 years old and he felt chest pains. And he went to the hospital and had a heart attack and died. Wow. Yeah. He's our age. Yeah, right, right? So, I mean, like, we don't, we, there's no, like, toxicology report or anything like that. But, yeah, he's our age. That's happening to people who are our age now. And that's crazy. Wow. I know. Like, such a sweetheart. Just such a good guy. And, and you know, and what's really cool is I got to spend a lot of time crying on the phone with friends from my theater days. And, like, we had fun talking and talking about him and, I'm going to go through pictures later today and find some stuff with him. But yeah, it's been a really weird, hard week. It's like... Oh, I can imagine. It's, and, and it's hard right now, too, losing somebody right now because it's like, the you know, you can't have funerals. You, you know, you can't, you know, like, you have a memorial, you have to have a memorial on a Zoom call, you know? It's just... Uh, it's rough and then yeah it's like uh, you know the the little things you can't you know get one of your theater buddies and give them a hug and hug it out you know exactly yeah we can't we can't all get together and hug because i mean that would be the thing we'd like to do i'm sure is get everybody from that theater troupe together somewhere you know in san francisco and we all hug that's so um it's irresponsible Mm-hmm. Is what I say right now. Like, we can't do that right now. Mm-hmm. But it's been really cool for us to connect over the phone, you know, and, and be able to be there for each other. It's just like, I'm just, I don't know that I'll ever be ready to start losing this many people my own age, you know, every year. It's crazy. <laughs> like, wait, whoa, whoa. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, I mean, like, just in general, I mean, I know it's not exactly what you're going through and and losing people that you know but it's just like we're at a time now where like the celebrities that we watched are dying <laughs> you know what I mean? yes. <laughs> the celebrities that we grew up with and, and and at the same time we're also older than everybody that's really famous right now <laughs> yeah well that's so funny because i don't know those people who are really famous right now but it's like dude if Corey <laughs> Feldman passes away i'm gonna know shit <laughs> 
Oh. I mean, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really hard and it's, it's really, I'm just, I'm really glad to have people who are as open as, and as honest as they share their stories with us on Radio Rehab. Like, I love that. Right. Um, let me ask you, like, um, do you think being, I mean, I think obviously that's, I mean, I I would think it's the obvious answer, but being sober through all of this when you're losing people is, is helping like, or like, how do you, like, I don't know. I was like, obviously that's the right answer, but like, you're the one that has to live through, you know, losing somebody and going, holy crap, I got to live through this sober. <laughs> you, know what I mean? it, it, you know, it is, it is easier and it is better. It doesn't feel like that in the moment. You know, in the moment I look at people getting wasted and I'm like, oh, it's not fair, I, I, but they're going to have to deal with this for years to come. And if, if I'm sober and I'm not, you know, I don't have any chemicals in my body and I'm dealing with it right now, it's going to not go away faster, but I'm going to process it faster. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be better for me to do that. Then, you know, for example, when my dad died, I was not sober. I was intentionally not sober the second he died. Very intentionally because I couldn't take it in my mind. I thought I couldn't take it. It was too much. And I ended up having to deal with that 10 years later. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, in, yeah, I am grateful to be sober. Deal with this. Absolutely. Because I, like, I would, it would be so much harder. Especially, like, if you look back at Chris G., you know, when he died, oh my God, if I was loaded, I'd probably be where he is right now. Honestly. Yeah. That was too much. It was too hard. I, I, I like that you understood what I was getting at when I asked that question. Cause when I asked the question, it almost sounded like I was asking a really stupid question. No, 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 <laughs> like I've, I've kind of felt dumb asking it. Like I was like, does that make any sense? But then you totally got where I was going. Absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely. Cause I mean, I've done it both ways. I've done it with like the loaded way. And then it's like, it seems like it's okay. And then five years later, you're just like, you know, completely bombed with emotions and it's terrible. And then, but you do all it like this and it, it's not like it's any easier, but you get it done faster. I think that's the way I feel about dealing well, with sobriety. Like with, you, you bring up Chris G, which is great, you know, which it actually is, we're recording this on Chris G's birthday, yes. which is, which I guess is just like a sign that he's sitting here with us having this doing, doing a deuce with us, sure dropping you- a deuce with us is, um, when did he pass away? Two, three years ago? When was that? Uh, three, no, two years ago, I believe. Two, two years ago. Yeah. And it's like. Well, he passed away March 1st. Was that two years ago? I don't know. I know his birthday is August 8th, but. Two, two to three years ago, right? Two to three years ago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like. one That was probably the biggest loss you'd experience sober, right? And then here we are three years later, two or three years later, it's his birthday. You being sober, because you dealt with him, you dealt with the loss of, you know, your loss of him three years ago sober, experiencing his birthday right now, even though it hurts, is far better than what would have happened if you were loaded back then, right? Is that, is that a good assessment? Or it's is- definitely a good assessment, but like I wouldn't know. Because, 
you know, I'm not experiencing his birthday, but I experienced a lot of, of parts about him loaded. You know, when we were both loaded and one of us was not loaded, the other one was like, we had a lot of stuff like that in our relationship. And I just feel like I, it's so hard to say, yes, it's so much easier right now because I'm clear headed because it's sad. You know what I and mean? You see, like, and, and again, I'm taking it the I'm taking it the uh, the brain of a quote unquote, for lack of a better term, normie, because I'm like I don't know any better. I'll be like, it's just that easier. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if I was loaded, I'd be like, this is easy. It's a piece of cake. But at some point, you either die, go to jail, end up in an institution, or you get sober and clean. So it's like I have all of those options. And either way, I'm going to end up in the same place I am right now, sober and clean, you know, mm-hmm. which is feeling sadness. Mm-hmm. Fine. It's fine because I, you know, I love that guy. He's one of my best friends on the planet. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it means a lot to be able to be there for, for him in some way. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so funny because I, when I got an MRI a couple weeks ago for my mammogram, they gave me what Chris and I used to call detox socks. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. That was, that was, that was a thing on one of the episodes. Exactly. Your mom works in hospitals, so you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they're like ugly, pale blue with traction on the bottom, and they don't even cover your whole foot. I love those things for uh, wintertime. Yeah, yeah I, do. I, I love it for not slipping and falling, you know, and breaking your teeth. Absolutely. But like Chris and I, like that was our big fucking thing was detox socks. We thought it was so funny. Mm-hmm. And, you know, two years after he died, somebody posted something like, instead of a glass slipper, when you meet your, you know, the love of your life in rehab, and it was a picture of a detox sock being slipped onto someone's foot like Cinderella. And I was like, I wanted to call him. So, and then that's one of those times where I'm just like, I don't get to call him. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't get to call my dad, you know? Mm-hmm. I've got so many questions for both of them, but I don't get to call them. And I'm just glad that I got to know them. And I know that both of them would want to carry the message because sobriety was, you know, well, a bigger part for my dad's life, but it's definitely something Chris was aiming towards. Mm-hmm. Wow. We, we got a lot deeper in, than I thought we were going to go today. <laughs> yeah, no, this super deep. I know. Like we went, we went from back to deep Chris. And and uh, and your friend, what was his name again? I know it's a little bit. Quatemoc. I know it's a very hard name to say. Quatemoc. Uh, I think he was Mayan, Aztec, something like that. Like his whole family has really cool names, like Quatemoc. <laughs> no, <laughs> like you can't give him. You cannot give somebody like that a nickname. But he used to call himself Quadi D. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because a couple of weeks ago, when I was driving down to do that intervention, there was the Beastie Boys channel which was up for way too short of a period of time on Sirius. Thank you. Um, and I was just listening to get it together. And that was his favorite thing was one, two, oh my God. He used to love saying that. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about him and I literally was like, I'm going to, I'm going to call him. I'm going to reach out. And I didn't. And I mean, I'm not trying to give anybody a guilt trip, but it's like, if you ever have the thought to reach out to somebody, you should. Because mm-hmm. holy shit, I really wish I just, you know, I had time in the car with Vicky when she was on the phone. I, I could have texted him mm-hmm. and said, I was just thinking about you, but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's right. It's like, especially now with, with, you know, what we're dealing with right now. And it's like, you just, 
and the, and the weird thing is, is I feel like I had we, for you know for the last five months, six months, all we've done is have a bunch of time, you know. But I feel like right. I, I, but then I'm still learning lessons from stuff like this, where it's just like you got to cherish that stuff a little bit more, you know. I mean, no one was prepared for a four-month furlough. No one was prepared for, oh, now you've got the time to contact that guy. Right. Like, nobody was prepared for that. It's like, we can't beat ourselves up, but it's like, I just kind of feel like we should all just kind of take a second mm -hmm. right now or at any moment and just go, who can I reach out to that might need to hear from me? Right. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I made a list of all these people that I wanted to talk to that I haven't talked to in quarantine time. And I I, I feel like for some reason, I've, and, and it's funny because it's like, I'm like, oh, I should hit that person up. But I'm thinking, oh, you know, they got, we're all dealing with shit. You know, we're all dealing with stuff. But Exactly. But yeah. then at the same time, I'm like, but we're all just sitting at home. <laughs> you know? And that's one thing I learned from the loss of Guatemala is just do it. Yeah. Just reach out just reach out to that person like if that person meant anything to you ever in your life and you're like i hey i just want you to know i loved you in 1992 like you are my best friend whatever just i like i feel like everybody should just reach out and do that because i i wish i did like that time like that time you texted me that i was the love of your life <laughs> but you resist that was before you went radio silent that was <laughs> We wait. Okay, wait. Hold. On. Uh, no, 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 not. No, I was the love of your life. I was. Uh, I was your soulmate. I was. Well, you kind of. You're my. You're definitely my radio wife, which is whatever. It was. Um, 2006. Yeah. No. It was. Yeah. When you were. Uh. It was. No. 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 Because we worked together. It's it had to be past 2010. It was when we were working together at. Um, Oh, yeah, that's after 2010. Oh, uh, what's that place? Metro. Metro. That's 2011. Yes. Yeah. And then you went, and uh, I hadn't heard from you for a while, and I'd been trying to get in touch with you. You kind of disappeared from that job. Mm -hmm. And I got, like, a call from your, from your mom going, she says she's working, but I don't know if she's working. You tell me. And I'm like, well. I mean, that was someone she still worked overseas. I know. So, like... Well, I'm poor moms in like Korea, you know, like doing her work and then going, what, where's my kid? <laughs> and then, uh, and then you text, and I hadn't, I was blowing you up and I couldn't, I hadn't heard from you. And then you texted me and you're like, so sorry, you're my soulmate or I love you to death. I, for, I forgot. Oh. It, it was one of those things that like a way that we normally don't talk, uh, but right. it was, that we mean because i mean it's like it's, it goes without saying say it. yeah. right it's like we're two dudes <laughs> yeah you know we're sisters but we don't we're talk to each dudes. other like that <laughs> right and, but it was something like i love you to death you're you're my soulmate something like that and and then you're just like oh i'm sorry i'll call you in 20 minutes and that 20 minutes became three and a half years welcome <laughs> <laughs> and it was like after that i like couldn't find you for years yeah literally three years and then i thought i was never gonna hear from you again and uh and then out of the blue one day 
so random around my birthday. You're just like, hey, happy birthday. Like nothing had ever happened. Like you'd like talk to me yesterday. Right. <laughs> That's an addict. <laughs> That's an addict. Because to me, I'd been gone for five minutes, you know? I guess. Golf, to me, it was five minutes. And then, you know, I was like, well, what's the big deal? <laughs> I'm back. Uh, but uh, I, I, before I go into some lighter stuff, because I do want to hit up some kind of entertainment stuff uh, that I want to pick your brain on. Um, thanks again to Beck for being a part of the show. I mean, his it's so good, yeah. His shows were powerful, and I love that we're getting like we're kind of expanding our reach, and we're talking to people that we haven't had before in scenarios or not. I don't want to call it a scenario, but like. Um, you know, communities that we haven't really touched before and we haven't had an opportunity. Exactly. And it's not that we don't try to, it's just that, you know, I mean, I hate, I, I hate to say this, but like when we put something out there for people to respond and want them to be on the show, they're almost always heterosexual males. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I, I have nothing against heterosexual males, but I'm just saying like, that's usually the case and if I want something different, I have to reach out. But look, like lately, we've gotten some great women on this show. We've got those in the bank, and you guys are going to hear those. You've also already heard some of them, like Andy, like amazing women in the program in recovery. And but no, it's like if you're if you're LGBT, if you're like, I mean, I want I want everyone to share their story. Mm -hmm. I I want everyone to be reached. I don't want someone sitting in some like corner of the world going, well, this doesn't apply to me. You know, I, I want don't relate. Yeah. 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 To be reached and, and to know that everybody's welcome here. Right. Absolutely. And, and yeah, and I think, I think you and I are doing a better job of, um, taking the chance and reaching out because it is kind of hard because you know the, the, like asking somebody on a date it's fucking weird yeah it, well it's you know the 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 whole point we you and i were just having this conversation off the the other day is just like you know there is that slippery slope of people thinking that we you shouldn't be recovering out loud you know that it's you know anonymous for a reason you know blah 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 and right. we're old traditions but at the end of the day it's like this this is helping people. I mean, there's the only reason you and I are doing it. You know what I mean? It's about recovery. It's not about any of the A's. You know, mm -hmm. it's not about any specific program. It's just about recovery. And, you know, you can easily say you're clean and sober and you're recovering without mentioning any specific program that you work with mm -hmm. or through or for. You're just a person, you're just a person sharing your story. Exactly. And, 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 I think little as you want. I think five years later, you and I are kind of getting the grasp of that in terms of approaching people and going, "Would you like to share your story?" Because before we're like, well, with me, I was always like, I had this like hit list of people that I wanted to touch with, that touch base with that are kind of open anyways. So that made it a little bit easier. Probably you yeah. as well. And then now we're getting into this territory of like, we really need to reach out to these people and people that we don't have a connection to the people that we don't know you know communities that we don't have a hand in you know that we want to yeah. and how and, can we help them like how can how can we you know lift their voices up basically right. all these yeah and that, i mean that's what we're trying to do and i mean 
we've done somewhat of an okay job, but but we could do better. Yeah, and I, I and I think we're getting there because I think that yeah. we we are, you know, like we get really excited when we put our lists together. You know? <laughs> and you know, we have, and you know, we do have, you know, two or three people in the bank that do have stories that. And, you know, some of these, you know, in the past, you've heard their stories before, you know, like, you know, you're, you were interviewing them for the show, but you knew what their story was. And right. now we're learning about people that we had no, I, no idea about, you know, right. until a microphone gets turned on. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, we've met all these new people and it's so cool. Cause I remember we first started recording and we were looking at our metrics and it was like, why do we have listeners in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> we don't spend money to promote this show. We don't do anything like that. But we have listeners in Saudi Arabia. That's crazy. So now it's like, yeah, like the more people we can reach and the more people we can help and the more people who are in an uncomfortable situation with their recovery. Right. It's sweet. It took, you know, it, and I feel like five years isn't a long time to get that far. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like we're on schedule, I guess. Um, speaking of which, I'd like to thank um, Canada, the United Kingdom of Great Brit Britain and Northern Ireland, the Commonwealth of Australia, the Kingdom of Spain, and the Republic of France. And the those are our listeners. The Republic of <laughs> the Republic of uh, did I say a Republic of South Africa, Ireland, Kenya? Oh my God, Mother. Well, they the Federal they, Republic of Germany. Those are our top ten countries. Everybody, what? <laughs> we stay at their houses? Like, oh my god! Now I really want to go on a tour and just hang out with them. <laughs> because you know, there, there's and I, I I haven't talked to you about this, but you know how everybody has to wear a face mask now. There are now face masks made where they translate things. So, like, let's say you're going to Japan, right? And you've got your face mask on. You can talk in English. And then it, it goes across the front? Yes, and then it comes out in Japanese, and you can have a full-on conversation with somebody. How great is that? I know. I know. Yeah, as soon as, as, soon as we, like, get some money together after COVID, we're going to tour the whole world, <laughs> and then we can talk to those people. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, um, so thanks again to Beck. Um, we got – bunch of people coming up in the next few weeks um as you know we drop a you know we drop a guest at the beginning of the week and then we drop a deuce at the end of the week yeah, we drop a deuce. and um so uh you know just stay tuned subscribe tell people you know write us text us um yeah like if you know anybody who wants to be on the show it's radio rehab at gotoproductions.com that's G-O-T-O productions.com. Please send us emails. Right. People. We want you on the show. Um, so now I'm going to lighten it up. Well, maybe not lighten up, but uh, I don't know what gonna, lighten up means. Are you going to bring up Justin Bieber? Like, what is it? Maybe. I will know. Like, you know, I saw a cool documentary a couple days ago. Okay. Uh, I was, I, hopefully you might, you'll see it too. Uh, the Go-Go's. It's the Go-Go's. But I'm psyched. You know, uh, my good friend Carvel, who is also clean and sober, who I went to Los Angeles County High School for the Arts with, was set to interview Kathy Valentine at what, what, Green Apple? Red Apple? What's the bookstore in San Francisco? It's also a music store. Green Apple. Green Apple, I think. Yeah, yes. yeah. So he was set to do that, and then COVID happened, and he didn't get to. 
as far as I know, maybe he did, but I mean, he's a great interviewer and he's fantastic. But no, I, I can't wait to watch the Go-Go's documentary because it's, it's you, will, you know, they were hardcore I, punk rock when they started. Like, exactly. And it was, it's gosh. funny because, you know, like I remember, you know, like, of course, you know, if you're just mainstream, you know them as, you know, the 80s pop band. Right. But, you know, this, you really learn about their roots. And I knew that they were punk before, but it's like this, you really get to know them. And you get you to know, it, three it, and Jane Wheatland and the guy from the specials. I mean, oh my god, all, yeah. all of that. And then uh, it reminded me of uh, when we were talking about earlier when you were talking about you know veins and nose and all that. All right. And um, uh, which uh, was it? The uh, uh, she had a like really bad heroin addiction, and that was one of the reasons that um. It kind of in a weird roundabout way kind of led to the band breaking up because she right. got clean and was like i I'm can't all snorting blow totally. yeah like i like i can't keep going on like this you know yeah. I, like or i can't stay clean and keep touring and doing what they're doing and uh-huh. so it was it was really good and really interesting and um and yeah i had on amazon prime or hulu where where is that it's on showtime showtime okay and so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to drop it because I was like, it was so up your alley. It made me think of you, like L.A. punk scene. I'm going to watch this as we're done recording. It sounds fabulous. I love LA it. L.A. punk scene, everything. I was just like, oh, my God, it's so good. And then, um, uh, fortunately, I got to uh, do uh, a red carpet at Sundance this year. With the Go-Go's. With the Go-Go's. It was all, but it was crazy because I thought I f- it felt like six minutes. It was like three. Like when I heard it, I was like, we got like two seconds with them, but we, you know, like they were all there. And, right. um, and then uh, with one of my other podcasts, I've had the opportunity to uh, talk to the director. And um, Ka- like you said, Kathy Valentine, she has a book out. We should have her on. I'm going to try to get her on. Cause, uh, I, her on. I mean, I grew uh, up the street from her. well not that we grew up together but like when i lived in north hollywood going to junior high and and living in la she lived literally two blocks down from us and i won't say what street just in case she still lived there <laughs> but it was it was in north hollywood so yeah, but but when i was watching it also i was just like yeah half the band could be on radio rehab and talk about their uh, the recovery story <laughs> totally uh, and and then uh, and then on top of that, I did want to mention that there's another film festival happening. Speaking of film festivals, um, yes, there's a, there is a uh, clean and sober addict movie. Yes, and so uh, next week, uh, the Bentonville Film Festival, which uh-huh. um, I was uh, go to productions was invited for um, to to cover because you know film fest the world is different right now. Obviously, as we know, no concerts, no gatherings no olympics no nothing it's like sundance was like the last thing sundance and mardi gras were the last gatherings in 2020 and for probably the next year (laughs) the only place i know that i've actually i can actually say i know 12 people who died (laughs) yeah big mazel new orleans come on (laughs) but um but yeah, so they they're doing a hybrid of they're doing a hybrid festival i think they're doing like a couple of drive-ins uh, out there in Bentonville. And this is actually, it was, uh, speaking of, um, you know, LGP, was it LG? LGBTQ. Well, it's LGBTQIA plus. Right. It's longer and longer, but that, that's as, that's, 
far as it is long to me right now, LGBTQIA+. And uh, Bentonville was founded or co-founded by Gina Davis. And their whole, um, their whole mission is to highlight filmmakers that are, um, you know, like marginalized voices and, you know, people of color. Oh my God, and so rad. Women filmmakers and stuff. So it's like they've got this great lineup and we have an opportunity to screen some movies. So we might be talking about a couple of them. I, hopefully we're going to be able to talk to the people that did the, the recovery movie that, um, that's out there. Uh, that's, it's premiering actually at this festival. It's called Coming Clean. And um, yeah, the director is actually kind of a big deal. She like won Sundance like twice or something like that. I actually met her at Sundance this year because she's a friend of one of my co-hosts that I work with. So um, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to them and their PR company um, because, you know, they extended the invite and I'm trying to work it so that we can, you know, do some more stuff with them. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want to check it out, it's a uh, Bentonville film festival. Um, uh, I think it's .com. Okay. So uh, anyways, just wanted to shout that out and say maybe, maybe that might be an entertainment thing coming up in the, in, in, in the coming days or weeks. Because we haven't had like an entertainment thing. I mean, I think everything is entertaining, but we, yeah, we haven't like, you know, cause we can't go to movies and premieres anymore. So like, we, yeah, haven't, we haven't had a, we haven't had a good interview in a while. It's usually me and you talking S about whatever we're watching. Right. I meant a good yeah, celebrity a good interview. Right. <laughs> I was like, as people like, didn't see Dana's motherfucker, <laughs> Dana's Dana's poker face uh, alerted me. Alerted me that when I say poker face, it is a non-existent poker face. Alerted me that I uh, expressed what I was trying to say wrong. Not that we, face that, says this. Huh? <laughs> we've had plenty of great interviews. We haven't had a. Uh, we haven't done a director or, or uh, a, we haven't done a, done a film interview or uh, we haven't done some kind of junket. We haven't done some kind of entertainment uh, interview. Right. Uh, we haven't done a good one in a while. The last one, last one we got to do was um, the heroin movie, and mm -hmm. that was that was the start of uh, that was the start of maybe that was called shooting heroin. Yes, I wonder what that was about. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah. So that, that, yeah, that was the last uh, movie we did, and we will have another movie coming up soon. But we also have major recovery interviews for you, and we've got some good shows coming up. Like I just said, like this past week, Beck was our not our subject, but he was what was he? Our co-host, our special Beck guest, our our special guest yeah our, 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 our uh, this week's i kept calling him this week's special guest yes he's this week's special guest and then next week's special guest will be robin am i right and then the week after that our special guest will be mike and i can't wait to bring these shows to you guys thanks for hanging in there with us everybody i know it's it's it, it, you, you need some patience to deal with uh with with an addict like dana hey <laughs> A normie like me, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, no, don't let her get away with that. She's not just a normie. She's a normie. She brings like a light beer, and it takes her five hours to finish it. And then when you finally leave the establishment that you're at, there's like uh, two ounces of beer still left in her cup. Hey, yeah, I bought just, this. Yeah, hey, I bought this coffee back about five hours ago. Give me a picture of her coffee that she got three days ago. Come on, <laughs> seriously, no. I'm almost she done. 
There, there we go. I'm, I'm so glad you finished. I like, I would have downed that in 30 seconds, but. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for listening. Stick around next week and uh, yeah, have a great weekend. See you later. Yeah, don't get the COVID. Peace out. If you want to be on the show or you know anyone who should be on the show, please contact us. The email is radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. That's go-toproductions.com. You can also call or text 415-496-9511, even when we're not in studio. And on all the socials, it's at Radio Rehab Dana, D-A-Y-N-A. Thank you for listening. Keep coming back.